One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. everyone and welcome to another episode brought to you by yahoo sports canada you guys already know the deal like share subscribe leave a comment if it's positive because that's all we want to hear right we just want good vibes over here hello i am joined by javon javon how are you today i'm great I'm, you know what like you said positive vibes only so it's all positive for me today I love that. I love to hear it. And you know what? It's always easier to bring the positive vibes after a Raptors win. <laughs> it's kind of hard to fake positivity when you're like, yeah, they lost to the Cavs. Um, right. So I'm really glad to be talking to you. After the Raptors defeat the Chicago Bulls, 104-98, let's start off there. What were your thoughts on last night's game? I thought, one, it was, you know, it was a slugfest early, right? The first three quarters. You know, you're jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. And I thought for the Raptors, this was a good win because you learn how to close out a, a close game, a tough game in the fourth quarter, right? And I think for a lot of, you know, some of the younger players that don't have playoff experience, you got to learn in that moment right there. Early in the season, you know, some close games that they weren't able to close out. You come out now and you're able to come up, muster up a victory. So you take that right there. And especially it's important because you're going on a two-week road trip. You take that, bottle it up, and 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 that's what you must up and take on to that road trip over the next two weeks there because you've learned from it. You've grown from it. Um, a lot of guys stepped up, right? It was a, de a defensive match, and obviously in the first couple quarters, no team shot the ball well. The Raptors also started out a little – it was a little messy, They, you know, a little mucky, um, turning the ball over a bit. But I thought, you know, Nick Nurse did a good job in, you know, his, his creativity – especially in late uh, closing up with that starting five that he went with as well as starting the game and getting the ball to OG early, right? That for the very first play, you know, getting to him off that, that uh, getting him on a screen and getting him in action in the post because you want to get him going, right? He's back in the lineup trying to get him reacclimated, um, get him some points early and get his rhythm going because now you're healthy. So the, the key is one, having some good fortune and staying healthy but two, trying to get everybody playing to their best of their ability and playing to their strengths. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think you hit on a lot of really important things to start off closing out a game. Like as much as the Raptors, uh, you know, we were celebrating a win. To me, it's more important the fact that they went out there and closed out a game to pull out that win. That was an, a defensive effort against the best defense in January 1st what um, in the Chicago Bulls but um being able to do that because I think the Raptors I don't have the numbers here but the Raptors lead the league definitely in these close games that they continue to lose we saw that that was a trend early on in the season they have more three-point losses than anyone else and at some point it's not just bad luck at some point there is something in the recipe there and what I thought was really interesting and you mentioned it the Raptors went to their starting lineup of old in order to pull that game out. So, um, and and I think part of that, of course, is they need a Gary Trent Jr. shooting. He was so important in that fourth quarter. Jakob Pertl, he brings in spacing because he's such a great screener, but at the end of the day, you need someone to be able to knock down shots. And that's what Gary Trent Jr. brings for you there. 
but also the defensive intensity staying up to par with that smaller group out there. And you know what? The Bulls, luckily for them, stayed small too, keeping Caruso in there instead of bringing in Pat. I, I, <laughs> I thought it was, it was interesting as well because yeah. you're coming off a game against Cleveland where the defense wasn't there, right? right. You weren't able to stop Garland. Um, you weren't able to stop Mitchell from getting into the paint and wreaking havoc. And then you come into this game and you have a Levine, you have a DeMar Rosen who are both two prolific scorers, right. different. You know, Levine is a bit more dynamic right now, getting to the basket. And DeMar is DeMar, right? He's going to get to his mid-range. He's going to get to his spots. And he's going to score the bucket the way he wants to. You're not going to speed him up. You're not going to dictate where he goes. But the response from the game against Cleveland was what was impressive. Yeah. And even sure. more so, uncharacteristic, the Raps only had six, I believe it was six fast break points in the game. And they're atop the league in, in fast break points there. Um, they didn't convert really as good much. transition defenses with Bulls team. <laughs> right. And they didn't convert as much from turning over the Chicago Bulls. So it was a it was a game where it was grinded out. Yeah. Um, wasn't pretty. No. But then they came up with the victory. And you're right. Like it didn't no fast break points. They got on the offensive rebounds and and, and gave themselves some opportunities there, which they do, which has been a part of their DNA. But you know, you talk about the lineup, Gary Trent coming off the bench. Then you have, obviously, Will Barton got some minutes there, the new addition. A lot of different things, a lot of good things for me. And, again, you take that win right there, and it not being the prettiest, not being the sexiest win, you bottle everything up and how everybody played to close the game out, right? That's what you want to take from it is how did we close and yeah. learning to close. And that's the important thing is, is closing games. Because when you close games, you win games. And that's how, how you're evaluated. It doesn't matter what happened. Because nobody's talking about the first three quarters. No. They lost yesterday. Then we're talking about how exactly. poorly the team played and how messy the game was and, you know, and so forth. You come out with a victory, find ways to close out, then that's this is what people are celebrating. This is what you, you're excited to see, especially with this new group. I think everything that you just mentioned there, like if we had to take a poster, it would be just the face of Scotty Barnes, right? Yeah. <laughs> like nothing you did in those first three quarters matters when you come out in a fourth quarter like that. When we're talking about closing a game, when we're talking about erasing sort of because there there were moments you know with, with Scotty especially in those first three quarters that like I don't care about now <laughs> like that fourth quarter was ridiculously impressive uh, I mentioned not needing to go to Yakupertal it's because you had Scotty in there like they needed the shooting that Gary provided of course but like Scotty just blocking absolutely everything and then dunking it on the other end that that missed free throw by OG Ananobi was it and then the dunk um by Scotty was just that just shows a level of aggression and a level of care and a level of like attention to detail that I think is so impressive for someone so incredibly young to just maintain that poise to not get in his head we've seen it we you know this is a team that's developed Pascal and OG and Fred, and you constantly see as any young player gets in their head when their game is not going, and it might just be a bad game, right? Like, that was sort of the talking point with Norm. Is it a good Norm game or is it a bad Norm game? And that's just what you have when you're it's a younger player, but that's never the case with Scotty Barnes. He just lets it roll off his back and will look like the best player on the court in the fourth. The the interesting thing with Scotty for me is, Everybody talks about his ability to pass. Everybody talks about his size, his, his, you know, his, his ability to play multiple positions. But you look at, and yesterday's a prime example. The first three quarters, did he have the best game? Was he having the best game? No. But if you watch his body language, it wasn't that infectious, you know, courageous, enthusiastic person or Scotty that we've been accustomed to seeing. As soon as that, that switch flips, now 
everybody's involved. He has this energy about him that's infectious, it's contagious to his teammates, to the coaches, to the, the, the fans in the arena. And there's no metric for that, right? It's not, you're not going to see it on the stat sheet. You're not going to see, you're not going to work on it in the summer with a trainer. That is something that's innate, right? right? So for me, that's his biggest skill set. And when he's engaged and he's playing like that, it changes the complexion of a game entirely. The blocks, yeah, that's a byproduct of him being focused, right? right? And in tune with the game and now wanting to win. And I think a lot of that, because we've seen him turn it on in the fourth quarter, he has a, there's a competitive instinct about him. And when that competitive instinct turns on, then you get the energetic, the enthused, the tough, the gritty Scotty. Yeah. And you're getting those four or five block shots, those key dunks off of a putback, off a free throw. You're getting a guy that's, you know, catching the ball, blocking a shot, catching the ball off the rim, pushing the ball the length of the court, making a play. And there's very few people in the league, and this is a, this is the best league in the world, talented guys, but there's very few that can can do that and yeah. impact his teammates and impact his coaches and impact the fans in the arena. So for me, Scotty, you look at it, yesterday he didn't shoot the ball well. Four for, I believe it was four for 12 from the floor, but he led his team in plus minus, right? So that goes to tell you, his impact goes far beyond just scoring the basketball. And he was able to do it. He was able to lead that team, be a catalyst in that fourth quarter when Fred and, and, and Pascal were on the bench, right? So with that with that said, you have a lot there to work with. Now, on the yeah. flip side, from a, a development piece, Scotty's also got to see that, and he's got he's to understand that I can be a stud in this league. I can be a star in this league. Rookie of the year, that's, that's done now, right? You're, right? you're a sophomore. You're going into your third year. You have a long career ahead of you. If you're able to to channel that and have that type of intensity, have that type of impact over the over 48 minutes of a game. Yeah, for the four quarters. Sky's the limit. limit. Self individually. Yeah. And your team. No, that's that's entirely right. And you're right. He he did shoot four of twelve, but was a plus nineteen in the game. Speaking to exactly what you just mentioned there. Now, the last thing that I wanted to bring up about this game was the fact that Gary Trent Jr., we mentioned it, was moved to the bench, um, which was, I think, what most people assume the starting lineup would be. We know that he played at the bench uh, at the start of the season for a little bit as well. Were you surprised, though, at the starting lineup? And do you think that this is the definitive starting lineup, or do you see Nick Nurse maybe making some changes to it, as we know he's wont to do sometimes? Uh, Nick Nurse is is a mad, mad scientist, so you'll never you'll never know. But I think with this lineup and everybody's there's been so much conversation about the needing a bench, needing this, needing that. Well, you you have it now, right? You have two guys that are that are now added to your bench that are essentially starters in the league. Yeah. Gary Trent Jr., Will Barton. Both guys are double figure guys, double digit guys, uh, that can score, um, can shoot it, can put the ball on the floor. And you've done that while adding a piece that you needed, right? Getting a yeah. center and adding to your bench with one subtle move. So for me, is it something that you stick with? I don't even think you put too much thought to it or too much conversation into it because that's all going to be evaluated on, on wins and losses and yeah. who's playing well. You have 19 games left in the season. Now, who is going to be playing well over that stretch, right? And if you are, yeah, you, you stick to that lineup. But if not, yeah, you're, you're always going to be making changes from a coaching staff what's better for the team. You've seen it at the end of the game um, against... Uh, sorry, who do we play there? The Bulls. Who do we play against the Bulls. Bulls. They're just coming so fast. Um, yeah. You've seen that end of the. I the kept wanting to say the Wizards, there. so I'm with you. <laughs> right. You've Looking ahead a little bit. There, where Scotty's now playing the five, right? That's a luxury you have if you're a coach nurse now. You can plug and play with your lineup, right? That's the lineup of the past. 
and now you have Pirtle, who's played well, exceptionally well. He's on the bench, but you're going with a matchup that works. Right now, you can't have Levine getting downhill. You can't have those guys really trying to attack Pirtle like they were earlier in the game. You get the switches that you want. You get the matchups that you want. You come up with a win. So you you start the games the right way. You come up with victories. Then we're not talking about lineups. We're not talking about minutes. I completely agree. I mean, Pirtle had a great game. I think he was a plus 13 on the night. And still, you can afford the ability to say no you know what we're closing with scotty at the five and it and it worked out for you brilliantly that is a hand that nick nurse was not really dealt at the start of the year and you mentioned it they have new depth now with the newest the latest edition of will barton so Juancho hernan gomez was waived by the team and will barton was brought in what are your thoughts on on the addition? I mean, you mentioned it a little bit there. He was a starter very recently for the um, Denver Nuggets, of course. And this year, he played 41 games, averaged about 20 minutes a night for the Washington Wizards. So you know that he can get out there and get you your backup point guard minutes, which a lot of people were talking about. You need a backup guard. You need another playmaker to come off the bench. Do the Raptors finally have their answer? Well, that's a personal bias of mine because Will's a good friend. So I know what he's capable of. And I know that he's, I, I texted him as soon as he, as soon as I read that he was coming here and he's, he was extremely excited um, to be coming to Toronto. So I thought that one that was special there, you always want guys that want to be here, right? Because then they'll commit more, they'll invest more and they'll buy in more. So right away. And that was, that was the same thing I felt about Scotty when he first got drafted. If you look at all his, his media clips and his interviews, he was ecstatic to be one, just be drafted, but to come to Toronto and he's come out. How, and long we, how far we've come. Right. Times <laughs> have changed. Um, but what will, I think you can't measure too much, uh, don't put too much emphasis on his time in, in Washington. Yeah. Cause that was a unique situation, right? They had a lot of guys that were in and out. Beal was hurt. There was, you know, so many, so many moving parts there. Um, he had to, he spent a lot of time playing some of the point guard position, which is not a natural position for right. a guy innately can score, just wants to score the basketball, right? That's what he does by nature. Um, so that was that, that that time there. I wouldn't put too much on that, but you look at his time in Denver, a part of a winning franchise. Uh, that was a different will, and they they call him Will the Thrill for a reason, right? And you know what he's capable of. He can get you a bucket. A lot of these guys grew up watching him as well. Um, shoots a high clip from three, and if you're the Toronto Raptors and Raptors fans, that's an area of emphasis, an area, uh, an area where we've needed some improvement, right? So he's capable of doing that. You get a guy that's a skilled guy, just flat out. He's not a six eight athlete that can, you know, cover a lot of real estate, tremendous amount, amount of right. ground on two steps, but he can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot it a bit. He can get to the rack. He can rebound. So he can do a lot of different things, skill that, that you've needed, right? Another guy that can, you know, point blank, he's just a hooper, right? You can, he's going to, he may break a play now and then, but he's also that, the guy that can break a play and convert. He's also a guy that you can trust at the end of a shot clock to create his own shot. So right. I like the move. I think it's going to help uh, once he gets acclimated. The tough side is you don't have a, 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 a large window to gain that chemistry or gain that cohesiveness. You're on the last lap of the season, right? But he's a veteran around the league. So that may expedite the process and you have some great guys around you. Right. Yeah. I was so surprised to watch Nick nurse, just throw him in. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that, but, um, but you, you mentioned it. He is. And, and, you talked about it a little bit. We can sort of look like looking into the numbers with the Wizards. I agree. They're kind of having just such an odd year. He didn't shoot particularly well from, you know, anywhere in sort of the two point range. But last year, 
over 50%. So, I mean, like, do we think that there's such a significant drop-off in a year? Probably not. So it'd be interesting to see where he falls in Toronto. But you mentioned it, the Raptors need shooting. And he is a shooter as well, right? He's he's a scorer, point blank, period. But you need shooting right now when you're a team that... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Really lacks some. And his catch and shoot numbers have just been absolutely spectacular this year. He's shooting 45% on catch and shoots. Uh, on, two, on two attempts a game, just under that. And so you look at someone like Juancho Hernan Gomez, who unfortunately the Raptors did have to let go. They really brought him in for that shooting. And his catch and shoot numbers were 26%. And so that right there is just such a, a major difference for what you're looking at when Will Barton does play with the starters and he gets some some minutes with whether it be Fred and the Raptors do play so many um, hybrid lineups, he'll probably be in there with a Fred or a Scotty at any given time. So someone who can set him up and someone and he can just sort of exist there to space the floor and also as a downhill threat as well, just gives the Raptors some more looks. So it'll be interesting. People wanted a guard. They really, really wanted a guard. And now they have one and this team wanted depth and now they have that. You wanted you wanted a center, you got one. You wanted another guard, you got one. You wanted depth, well, you got Gary Will coming from the bench. You've got everything, right? And you I wanted think depth, and let me tell you, wanted. nobody played more than thirty five minutes last night. How is that for depth? Hey, <laughs> it'll be good. I mean, at the same time, you know, you've got to have results to stop some of the, the chatter and stop some of the the, the talk for and sure. criticism and so forth. And that's the name. That's the nature of the beast, right? This is sports. You're evaluated on wins and losses, right? And if you're if you're racking up the L's, then you give people more reason to to talk. If yep. you're racking up the wins, and again, the reality is in Toronto, we've also we've been spoiled here. We've had a lot of success over the last years. We we have a championship. So your fan base has grown since you know the last decade, right? They're more knowledgeable. They're more they pay more attention, right? Yep. So and there's you know so much more content out there for people to learn. When did like th- this didn't exist ten years ago? Exactly. We're, listen, we're here talking about about basketball, so that should tell you. Um, but no, I'm excited for the group. I think you know they're they're heading in the right direction. I think this road trip right here, this two weeks, is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna learn a lot about the team. They're gonna learn a lot about themselves. Uh, but there's also gonna have to be a concerted effort to really just come together and have tr- yeah. and trust and believe buy in. Because again, a lot of a lot of guys are in different roles. You look at Precious Achula right now; his minutes have tailored off a bit. Yeah, that's also because you have the addition of Pertle, right? He's and he's playing really good basketball. You have Chris Boucher who's playing good basketball. So guys have to understand and really recreate their niche as well, while those new pieces are getting acclimated. So everybody is is trying something different. You have you talk about a guy like Fred. Now he has to understand how do I get Pertle involved? How do I get uh, Will Barton involved when he when he gets up to speed? How do I, those new roles, Gary Trent Jr., I'm coming off the bench now. How, how do I impact the team and impact the game? 
And I, I still think Gary's done. He's been the consummate pro. Um, his his minutes, his role has has bounced around all year. And for a guy that, you know, needs to get shots and, and wants to score the basketball, you know, I, I find him really unselfish at times, really yeah. unselfish. Gives up some shots to get other guys opportunities. And sometimes the ball sticks and he doesn't get an open shot. So there's a lot of moving pieces um, or was a lot of moving pieces. And now that dust is kind of settled, kind of settling and, you want to see how it's going to how it's going to lay out. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people focus in on like the the passes that like a guy like Fred or a guy like Gary make and you know label them selfish or unselfish based on the way that they're playing and it's like you they need they're your two shot creators like Gary Gary's the type of guy you mentioned it with Will Barton but Gary's the type of guy where play bakes down and you need someone who can get their shot off who can create for themselves and just create space and get get that off that is a Gary Trent Jr. and in order to keep defenses honest it's kind of a name, like, I, I think Will is also sort of talking about this, where it's it's almost the role that you're criticizing when you're criticizing their their shot selection. It's not so much them. It's the role that they're put in requires them sometimes to be like, yeah, I am going to take this pull-up three, you know? <laughs> that it's funny It's funny because Lou Williams yeah. made a career off of just being that guy. I, yeah. I'm hired to get you a bucket, right? And I see the, the Will Barton signing it's similar in that sense to me where Will's role right now. And I think a lot of times in the year during the season, there's been, there's been droughts where Raptors just couldn't score the basketball for two, yeah. three minutes at a time, putting so much more pressure on their defense. Yeah. Well, check in, Will, you've got a job to do. Go get us a bucket, go figure it out. Right. Would be my take. So it's that similar Lou Will role, which he made. I, and I, I love the fact that you mentioned that because there was a point where I think it was Kyle went down and you needed Lou Will to step up in a point guard role, right? That's not necessarily his role, but he did. And what did you see from Lou Will? You saw some playmaking that I don't think I've ever, ever seen in his career because his role changes. So sometimes it's not the player, it's just the role that they're in and what it requires from them. Uh, so coming up next, let's move to the last segment here. We have two games up against the Washington Wizards, which, I mean, just looking at the schedule, it's the perfect time to bring in Will Barton. We're like two games against the Wizards, two games against the Nuggets coming up, like just picking his brain to figure out what they do there. So revenge game for Will Barton coming up next. And this is going to be a really important game, just like this last Bulls one, uh, where the Raptors only play the Bulls three times this season. So they just got tiebreaker over them. They also only play the Wizards three times a season, and all three of the games are coming up right now. So all of these are incredibly important. The first two will be in Washington. What are you looking for in that first game um, tomorrow? Well, I, right away, you know, Washington's a, a team that you're in contention with in that, right. that play-in seating Just area, like the right? Bulls. So, yeah. So you've got to take care of the games that are in front of you, one, but – those teams, especially, you want to create a gap and uh, create some separation from them. And I think right away, everybody in that locker room, you know that, right? And this past game you against Chicago, you kind of seen that defensive, sorry, that, that playoff mentality, that playoff grit. Um, that defensive. It's <laughs> right. Right. And that rolls over. That should roll over right now, carry over to Washington. And like you mentioned, you have Will here. So you kind of have a head start on some of the sets, some of the, you know, sidelines out of the bounds, some of the late uh, late clock uh, plays and so forth. But you've got to really have a purpose, really be intentional. You're on the road and good teams win at home, but great teams win on the road. And and again, that's about that's all about building, um, growing, and it's coming at the right time. Because again, you want to be 
peaking at, at the right time. No, Just similar to our conversation earlier where your last game against Chicago, the first three quarters, yeah, they, they may have been ugly. They may have been horrendous, not the sexiest basketball. But what is everybody talking about? That the last quarter, the fourth, late fourth, when you were executing on both ends. Well, this is similar, right? Yeah. Nobody's concerned about if you finish the season the right way, nobody's concerned about the, the first three quarters. So this comes at the perfect time. And I think you go into Washington, you you take care of business. You take care of what you're supposed to. I'm not a believer in Washington. I look at that team and I, for the last couple of years, I don't know what direction they're going in. You look at their, you know, how their, their team is constructed right now. And, you know, 40% of the shots is coming from more than 40% of shots come from Kuzma and Bradley Beal right. solely. Right? right. So who went off yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's your scouting report and you have oh, yeah. the body to defend those guys. No, that's that's completely that's completely accurate. I mean, the Wizards are. Ugh, I joke that like, never mind. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna slander the Wizards until we win. Cause like, if, if I slander them right now and they go out and lose, I look like the fool. So I'll save it. I'll save it for the weekend. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so the Wizards are actually in such a odd place because this entire week they're playing teams that have been that are around the play-in right so team six through nine this entire week has been that for them the Knicks the Hawks and now the Raptors and then in their last 21 games they play those teams eight more times so like they're really going to decide what the playoffs and what the play-in picture looks like and the Raptors have three games against them to sort of you know decide their fate here as well and just I've, I've paid attention to the Wizards in these last few games just because I'm trying to see, like, how the Raptors stack up against these other teams in the play-in. And they're the most – you mentioned it. It's just Kuzma and it's Bradley Beal. <laughs> like, that is that is their entire team, uh, especially with Chris Stapps out. But, like, they are the oddest team. I've Like, they dropped a 19-point lead to the Knicks after looking like they were absolutely cruising for most of the first half. Kuzma gave a too small to, to Julius Randle, and he was like, no, 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 um, and went off in the second half. They get blown out by the Chicago Bulls, and then they beat the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't get to catch that game, but they're just all over the place with their consistency. And to me, maybe I'm speaking a little out of turn. I like to do my reverse jinx, but it feels like the Raptors have shown just a more consistent stride, especially in the month of February, whereas every game I watch from the Wizards, can be completely different because it does so much rely on just two players. And if one of them is having an off night, then they're just not going to have enough scoring power. Um, and they can't really stop anybody either. Yeah. I, I think with the Raptors, there's a bit more um, it's, there's a bit more clarity in terms of their goals. And I, that, that stems from the top right up at Maasai and it trickles all the way down, right? This mm -hmm. team they're competing for now. Um, is it a championship team right now? You know, maybe not. And who knows what can happen when you when you get into playoff uh, basketball? Winning it all. <laughs> you said it. Is that a jinx or is that the real thing? Oh, oh, they're not winning it all this year. Never mind. They're, they're losing it all. <laughs> either way, either way, you go into playoffs. You know, you 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 compete. Um, but I think yeah, just there, there was a bit more. There's a bit more direction. There's a bit more clarity in terms of what the agenda is here versus what the agenda is there. And it shows in the play. Like you mentioned, the consistency in Washington's play. It's, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. Um, and I think with the Raptors, the reality is, look, whatever's going on over there, that's fine. You take care of your business. You worry about your locker room. You worry about, you know, your your, your own teammates, your own coaches, coaching staff, and so forth. Um, and protect yourself, right? You yeah. got to be going in your own direction and not get caught up in, in what's over here. 
Uh, you go over there and you win two games in Washington. Now you put them behind you, right? And let them figure out their fate. But you don't want to, especially, you know, when you're looking at the seedings, looking at the standings. And I think sometimes we've gotten too, too caught up in talking about play in when yeah. a lot of those teams above in, you know, in playoff positioning in the East, they've got to take care of their own business as well, right? So if you can just continue to trend in the right direction, you never know what's going to happen above. You know, there's yeah. injuries. There's even there's locker rooms that are that have turmoil, and you've seen that with Brooklyn earlier, right before trade deadline, they just fell apart. So you never know what's going to happen. You got to take care of yourself. I completely agree with that. Um, I, I, you know, I just want to mention that last week I, I wrote a piece for Yale Sports Canada, and a couple of things that I was talking about were what the team really needs to pay attention to in these last twenty, however many games, and so to me these games against the Wizards and these games against the Bulls and teams that you're competing against, play-in or not, these are sort of do-or-die moments. Play-in or not, like, the, in order for this core to be believed in moving on to next year, you have to see that you're able to compete against these teams that you're battling with. And if you truly believe that you're better than them, and it seems like the front office does by trading uh, a first-round pick next season – you kind of have to come out and, and win. Like, it, to me, it's just like you have to come out and take these games. These games matter in terms of what this core looks like. And the other thing that I mentioned in, in the piece was the idea that, like, what is versatility? We talk about versatility as though it's just a bunch of six, nine guys who can switch every position and guard everything. But really, to me, versatility is about malleability. And that's what we're seeing with what this Raptors team has. They can go big with Yakupertle in there, and they can go small as they did to close out that Bulls game. And that's why I sort of give them an edge over some of these other play-in teams is because you know, if you're in the play-in, you're flawed in some way that you're constructed. The Raptors are in the play-in because they're flawed in some way that they were constructed by just going, being able to go small and not being able to match up with some of the bigger bodies. But now you've changed that. So you have to show that you are a cut above this other team and not just stuck in the play-in range with the Wizards and the Bulls and the Hawks and whoever else. Yeah, I think this last lap of the season, you've got, you show some promise, you show some yeah. progress, you show that you, you've you improved from that, that first three quarters of the season with the moves that you've made, right? Obviously, you know, the fan base here, it grew impatient. I think a bit prematurely into the season, yeah. uh, but you also had Messiah and Bobby that went on the line and and pretty much put their necks on the line for this team that they believe in right here. Right. Uh, okay, we're we're not making major moves. Uh, one for the fact that there's twenty yeah, other. The perfect already. Right, he's perfect already. He's one of our own now. Yeah. We actually have the team that that we envision. Right. Yeah. If you look, you're bringing back Pirtle. There's. Only Precious, that's one of the guys that, you know, uh, an, an outside guy from, from drafted, uh, or Gary as well. But these yeah, the four sure. guys here are who we envisioned. We have that back. So you got to give that some time there. But they went on the line. They put their necks on the line for the group that they believe in. Those guys have got to give them something as well. Yeah. You know, you have 20, 29 other teams in the in the season that uh, you don't want to make a knee-jerk reaction and just make a temporary change that's only going to be a band-aid and, and yeah. not a long-term play if you're a front office, right? And I think Bobby and Masai did a great job with that, that subtle change. They've, they've shown improvements up until this point. Yeah. Well, from a team standpoint, you've got to give something back now. And then you get to the end of the season, those guys, it's either we've shown we've shown improved, we've, we've, we've you know, impressed our fan base, we've impressed ourselves, we've impressed our front office. And if not, then they have a bigger pool to play with. 29 other teams that have, that we're all, and like Masai, Masai says, there's 29 of the teams that have, have lost losers. at that point. Yeah. Or losers at that point. So 
everybody else is a bit more aggressive uh, in their in their their movements with their team. So you've bought time, you've gotten trust from your front office, and that's a bold move, right? That's a very bold move. They've said, we trust you guys. Do you guys, are you guys, you know, what is the return on our investment? Exactly in my piece, guys. Go check it out on Yahoo Sports Canada. <laughs> Javon Shepard, thank you so much for joining me. Please tell the folks where they can find you. Javon Shepard, Twitter, Instagram. That's about it. I'm not, I'm not all social media. I, I got to get up to speed. <laughs> got to get you a TikTok. <laughs> got to get me TikTok. I got I to gotta get on TikTok. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining me and everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully the good vibes continue to stay because it's, it's so much fun. It's fun, guys. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>